Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, June 26, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, as you can see from the daily chart, they're doing the thing that we talked about them doing before they even started doing it, which is they would have to come back in the neighborhood slash run a test of home base. The market doesn't like to get too far from home base, so they're pretty much doing the thing that we expected them to do. Now, the question from this point forward is, is this a trapdoor situation or can they find support? Will they find support? Where will they find support? How important is that 20 period moving average? Can they go lower? We're going to answer this stuff. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. First, let's talk about what the 20 period moving average represents. It represents an average. It's a guideline. It's not a magic number, but can provide support to the market, particularly when there is an important number slash place in the neighborhood. The question is, do we have one of those neighborhoods on our hands? Sometimes the market will come up short. Let me give you an example of the market coming up short of the 20 period moving average. For example, let's say you wake up on Tuesday morning on turnaround Tuesday and all of a sudden the market's trading higher and they never hit from an intraday perspective on the SPY or the SPX, that 20 period moving average. The question is why and how would they do that? We would go over to the ES futures contract. This is the September expiration. And what we would say is the market can open down when it reopens at 6 p.m. tonight, meaning Monday night. It could trade down into the 20 period moving average. As the next day clicks off, that moving average is going to go slightly higher. So it'll be less of a move or it'll be closer to price at 6 p.m. tonight after this video is done. I'm not saying they will, but what they can do is they can hit it in the futures overnight and they can leave it alone in the SPY. They do that kind of thing. It's an awareness. Now we're going to talk about the other side in a moment. What happens if they spike it through? Where are they going? However, the reason why I'm telling you that first is because we're in an on time type of situation. That doesn't mean the market has to turn, but she's in position for a turn. Turn around Tuesday, it's possible it's an awareness at this point. Now let's say she spikes through the 20 period moving average. What's the important place underneath that 20 period moving average, which should produce support and a bounce back in the other direction. Now, inside the number members and live room members will certainly have the pinpoint prices tomorrow morning. However, what I'll tell you is it's below 430 and it could be as low as 426. In there, there are a couple of numbers that should produce a reaction back up in the other direction for at minimum of an intraday trading opportunity. What about inside the numbers? What were we talking about today in terms of the numbers? Happy Monday. They tried to rally in the overnight session. They couldn't get it going. It deserved a no dice. 
still leaking lower. So big picture is they're hovering over an important spot. The most recent breakout area in the sequence, you don't see it on the daily chart, you see it on other charts. It's SPY 432. This is the first thought at zero dark 30. We think better in pictures right of the vertical is today's activity. And as you can see, they opened over here, they rallied up. We'll take a look at where they rallied to in a moment, whether or not it was an important place. But what you can also see is 432, here, here, even in here, they were fighting 432. Did that produce bounce back in the other direction, scalp with potential type of trades? Didn't get much of the potential out of it, but you certainly got the scalp. And my scalps are different than others. Some think a scalps is two points. I don't. My scalps are five to seven. I'm never going to suggest a trade to traders in my live room or inside the numbers that can't produce five to seven S&P handles. That's the bare minimum. That's where we turn it into a risk-free, emotionless trade. What about the rescue operation? For starters, they need to get above 433 and a quarter. Oh, and by the way, the next spot down was 430.75. They almost got there at the end of the day, didn't quite get there. Above 433 and a quarter, the bulls have to recapture 434 to get anything going whatsoever. We'll take a look at the chart in a moment. Not much for stocks on the move today. We had one on the board. We'll take a look at it later. At 9.07, I'm looking for 432. Obviously didn't happen right away. Other stuff happened, but I'm looking for 432. That's my morning trade that I want. Whether they give it to you out of the gate or not, it's a different story, but that's what I'm looking for. We would expect the bull bear battle and a snapback scalp with potential situation. You got that later on in the morning. You didn't get it right out of the chute, but either way, it's the same spot. And then you got more of 433 and a quarter. And if they go up, it's 434 up to 435, yada, yada, yada. There's your 434. They got a little bit higher in the live room we were talking about. And one of the traders brought up 434.50. I had 434.80. What'd they get to a high to? 434.61 and then they turned around and went back in the other direction now we did have some traders that shorted it up here I wasn't in love with it at the time but traders do what they're comfortable doing they understand the risk they knew where they were wrong they were willing to take on that risk in a trading format and so therefore they got paid accordingly remember pause the video read the notes go back to the chart and double check the work they were moving higher early, so we're talking about 434 being overhead resistance, and if they got higher, this is where they'd go. Pause it, read them, double-check the work. It was a pretty much rangy kind of day. You saw the tape, you saw the 432 into the end of the day going lower. There's not much you could do with it as they're running out of time on the clock. You see the 430.75, they never did get there. That was the next price as you got later in the day that would have been of interest. But again, 432 was the number cited early in the morning. Read them, pause them, go back to the chart to double check them. It's all in here. Everything you need from an intraday perspective. Stocks on the move, only had one on the board. It was Pfizer, 36.72 entry. 36.02 was the second price. They didn't get there. We'll take a look at the chart. No great shakes. Buzz cut at the open, 36.72. Came a little bit lower, went back up, gave you a base hit, and that was basically it. No harm, no foul. Base hit, bunt for base hit, drag bunt. Any way on is okay. What's going on over in Camp 
IWM. Quite interesting today. They ran another test of that 20-period moving average underneath it on the daily chart. However, coming back to finish near the lows isn't great, but you still had relative strength against the S&P all day long. That's of note. It's a puzzle piece. We're putting it on the table. As you know, and if you don't know, the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator. They're caught in this area of these moving averages. Not a lot we can do about it. The only thing we can say is you got a breakup candle low here. You get below that, and all of a sudden you're into the 50. You're into this area in between no man's land where there's a gap down here. All that stuff, and they could bounce it at any of those places. We don't necessarily know, nor do we like to guess which one it's going to be. Now, the IWM turned a little bit before the SPY. So you're not exactly at this point in an on-time situation. You will be again shortly. However, today was an opportunity that they could have rallied the tape, but they did fail. That's of note. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Again, IWM, favorite market leading indicator. We have downside prices in the SPY accordingly. As a refresher, you look at the weekly chart. They had a nice down week last week after making a top at the number. We're still short from a lazy swing trader perspective, the IWM. This is the trailing position. It's a risk-free on steroids emotionless trade at this point. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So we had that 14,970 on the board before. They hit it and pulled back. And today they went back up in that direction, almost got there. And they were up 200 points on the day, about 1.4%. Pretty good day for the canary in the coal mine, second favorite market leading indicator. Weekly chart, anything wrong with this picture when you look at this above all the moving averages for the third week in a row. Now, this week isn't closed yet. They could do anything. But is there anything wrong technically with this chart above all the moving averages? No, they want to challenge some next important areas up above. Breakdown candle high. Then you get up into these highs over here around 15,500, 16,000. Canary in the coal mine. How about the Q people? Into the 20 period moving average, close slightly below it. Is that a federal case at this point? No, not really. Why is that? Because they have an important spot coming over here. This is what we call a breakout area. Let me explain it. Why is that? Because the market ran up to this place and pulled back. Even though it was a short, shallow pullback, they broke out again. They found resistance at the place we talked about. Certainly in the live room, we had traders took a short up there, took a swing short up there. I was already short the IWM, didn't need two of the same, but that's another place in the queues we talked about. But this is a breakout area, so what have they done? They've come back to retest a former breakout area. Can they come a little inside of it? Sure they can, but right now, that's what's going on. Also, coming into an on-time type of situation. See, all markets, while they move, generally speaking, the same in waves together in larger moves, they don't all do the same stuff at the same time. They're not all in an on-time situation today. Some it was yesterday or Friday. Some it's tomorrow. So you see how this works. Not everything confirms something else, which is why we don't correlate markets. We treat each chart independent of one another. The financials were flat. 
Again, we're not going to make a federal case out of that either, but getting below all these moving averages on the daily chart is certainly going to be a problem. What do you have down here? You have a window to the world. You have white space in between where the market gapped up and where it came from, which is filling the gap down around just above $32. So if they give up these moving averages, your risk is going to be down to a spike of $32. Call it $31.90 for argument's sake. Smash Mouth had some relative strength today until it didn't. Then it fell apart, finished on the lows below the 20-period moving average, second session in a row, coming up on time type of situation. Might have to come down to run a test of around 145, maybe 145.35. Might want to write that down, put it on a sticky note. I'll do it for you. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.